welcome Grammy-winning singer, songwriter, producer, best-selling author, Richard Marks on the phone line with me this morning. Good morning, Richard Marks. What's going on? Hi, Kyle. How are you, man? Doing well. We're super pumped that you're coming to the Bloomsburg Fair this year. We're giving away tickets all this week, in fact, for that show, Monday, September 25th. And, you know, it always fascinates me talking to artists and hearing the backstory of really what made you get into music. So take me back to the beginning. When you were growing up, was there an instance where you picked up a guitar and realized, hey, I really like this? Or how'd that go? I was born, part of it was that I was born into a musical family. Both my parents were in the music business. My dad was a, a composer and arranger and piano player and um, and started his own jingle company when I was born um, and was pretty successful in Chicago where I grew up um, as a writer and producer of jingles. And my mom had been a, a big band singer prior to meeting my dad and then she ended up singing on all these commercials that he did. And uh, I think I was like five or six years old when this commercial came up for kids, like they, they wanted a kid to sing this jingle for whatever reason. And, you know, I was five, six years old, but I'd been walking around my house singing Beatles songs, and my parents knew I could sing in tune, so they tried me out on this jingle. And uh, I just immediately, I was, it was like heroin, man. It was like <laughs> I was addicted to being in the studio. I just loved it. I loved the whole thing. And that was it. It was sort of like, it was sort of like just a series of progressions from then on. You know, when I was a teenager, I started writing songs, and and I uh, always knew that I wanted to be a performer and a songwriter and um, recording artist. So going through school, I mean, I'm sure you had the typical subjects that we all had going through school, science, math. So the only thing really that you thought about was music, right? Yeah, I mean, I was a pretty good student, especially considering how distracted I was by constantly wanting to you know, write songs and go home and listen to my Eagles records and Queen records and um, that was the education that I was interested in. But, you know, I did my work. I, I did what I was supposed to do. Um, but whereas all my friends ended up going to college, I bailed on that idea. And when I was, as soon as I graduated from high school, I moved out to L.A. And I had a, uh, I had an opportunity to sing background vocals on, on Lionel Richie's first album. He had just left the Commodores and... Um, He'd heard my, my demo tape of some of my songs and had was kind enough to even call me. At, in, this is when I was 17, my senior year of high school. I get this phone call at my parents' house from Lionel Richie, who had heard my demo tape and was just really complimentary and encouraged me to come out to L.A. and try it out there. And then he gave me a job singing background vocals on his record. So that was kind of the beginning of... That was the first job I ever had in the record business was with Lionel Richie. So I started... There was no place to go, but down from there really but uh it was an incredible experience yeah i'll say and i'm sure in high school i mean growing up in chicago you know it's not like you were in a music town necessarily so i'm sure you were probably one of the only ones in your school that wanted to pursue music professionally would that be right yeah i don't remember anybody else um i don't remember any other kid being into it the way i was into it yeah, and you get that call from Lionel Richie, and I know if it were me and I'd answer the phone and somebody would say, hey, it's it's Lionel Richie, I'd be like, yeah, sure it is. Uh, but it really, exactly. well, that, really that's kind of what I did. <laughs> so you move out to Los Angeles, and 
you your first success i mean as far as i know came as a songwriter right so you started off as a songwriter writing hits for other artists and then eventually that led into into your debut album in 1987 yeah i mean i uh you know from lionel from singing on lionel's records i started to get a pretty good career as a background singer for a bunch of different people and then the background vocals sort of led me into writing for people like kenny rogers and chicago and and some other artists um so it was sort of like it was good because i had uh, a pretty good background by the time i made my first album i'd been in the business for like four or five years rejected by every label for year after year but um you know the timing had to be when the timing was right and and i never looked back yeah the first record came out in 87 and that was it the first the first song out was uh was a big hit so i was very fortunate and radio we're on the phone with richard marks who's coming to the bloomsburg fair monday september 25th um so when you started out as a songwriter did you think like this is as good as it gets like were you content being a songwriter or did you have the ambitions and the vision then that you were going to be on stage headlining your own shows one day no i i always wanted that i always you know um even though i was happy to have a successful career as a background singer and songwriter i i always wanted to be an artist and to have the experience of touring and having hits of my own um i did like a lot of artists i hit a lot of rejection going you know along the way um but no it was i guess maybe in retrospect had i never gotten a record deal i would have had i would have just continued to write songs for other people even when i started having hits as a as a singer i kept writing and producing and i still do you know i've had a lot of success with a lot of different artists in a lot of different genres over the years so it's always been important for me to just make music you know and get it out there whether it's me singing it or somebody else yeah we're kind of going through your career here you know 1987 talking about that debut album and at that point i can just imagine being in your shoes because you're recording this album and if it were me, I'd just be hoping that somebody would buy it. And your debut album went on to go triple platinum. It had four hit singles on it. So at what point, you're an artist now, you have this super successful debut album. At what point did it kind of click in your head like, okay, I I made it? I don't, you know, I don't know that that feeling ever really occurred to me, ever. Um, I mean, maybe more so in the last few years because... I've been so blessed and fortunate that I, you know, after almost 40 years, I'm still out, you know, doing shows and and people still come to hear me play and I still get songs recorded by people. I still make my own records, um, but I, I I didn't really dwell on the idea of making it. To me, it's all just a continued process. I just want to keep getting better. I want to, you know, stay out there. I want to stay active. I want to stay curious i'm constantly listening to new music i'm not i'm not somebody who you know there's a lot of guys around my age who i hear them constantly saying well there's no good music anymore there's no and i'm like you're not listening there's a lot of great music out there you know so i just like being on the team you know i don't have to be in the starting lineup anymore i just uh, i'm happy that i still have a jersey you know what i mean yeah i totally get it all the success that you've had throughout the years more than 30 million albums worldwide you've had a number one song in the chart 
in each of the past four decades. The only male artist in history whose first seven singles reached the top five on the Billboard charts. Richard Marks, if nobody told you before, I'm telling you now, you have made it, my friend. Yeah, it's not bad. Not bad. When I, when I hear you say it, it's like, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> well, I'm, I, still, I still like working. I still, I'm still working at it. More with Richard Marks, including one of his favorite stories from his career. It involves Barbara Streisand. Also, what will folks expect if they're headed to the show at the Bloomsburg Fairgrounds September 25th? Stick around for that. Part two of my interview coming up with Richard Marks on Hannah Radio. Talking to Richard Marks on the phone who is coming to perform on stage at the Bloomsburg Fair Monday, September 25th. Tickets are on sale now at bloomsburgfair.com. Richard, let's talk now about some of those songs that you have written for other artists that folks may not even realize. Um, I know you did Keith Urban's Long Hot Summer. You had a part in that and a couple other Keith Urban songs on the countryside. Uh, NSYNC's This I Promise You, uh, Dance With My Father, which was a huge, super successful uh, song. How's that process work, writing a song for another artist? Did they just call you up and say, Hey, Richard Marks, I want you to come write with me? Or is, are they songs that you kind of had in the can that you're waiting for the right artist to record? How's that work? It's a little bit of all of it. Um, you know, in the case of someone like Keith um, or Luther Vandross, bless him, uh, it was just people, there were people I knew who appreciated what I do and they would just call me and say, hey, look, you know, can we get together and write a song? Um, Keith and I have written quite a few songs, even songs that he's not recorded or nobody's recorded that are good songs. They just haven't found their home yet or the light of day yet. Uh, that's been an ongoing... I mean, we haven't written together in a while, but that's just a, a thing where he could just call me up and say, meet me, can you meet me Tuesday? And let's write a great song. Um, in the case of NSYNC or some of the other people... It's their record companies who've reached out saying, you know, do you have something for this artist? And um, the, this, I promise you, I wrote for instance, I wrote by myself. I produced it on them. So they didn't co-write it with me, but um, it was collaborative anyway, because being in the studio with them was really fun. That song became a huge hit. And it was when they were the biggest group on the planet. So it was a really exciting time. Hannah Radio on the phone talking to Richard Marks this morning. To add to your your accolades, I guess, you also released your own autobiography in 2021. It was called Stories to Tell, um, which Stories to Tell makes me think you have a lot of stories from over the year. What's one story from your career uh, people might not know unless they've read that book? Oh, that's a good question. There's I mean, a lot of them. Um, I guess one of the ones that I love telling is uh, I was asked in 1988 to um, if I would come and meet with Barbara Streisand. To, she had heard my first album and really liked my songwriting and, um, and wanted to get together to see if I could come up with a song for her. So I met with her in this recording studio. She was, uh, you know, a legend as she's always been um absolutely beautiful really charming we had this really nice meeting and i went away and i thought well, i really i'd love to write something for her and then i had i had just written this ballad that i had no intention of recording myself and it was the song that became the biggest song of my career right here waiting at the time i was making a rock album and it i didn't feel like right, right here waiting belonged on the album and it was also really kind of a personal song, and it just felt like not a song I'm going to sing. And so I, tr I gave the demo to 
Barbara Streisand. I sent it to her. And she called me the next day thanking me and saying, you know, she really loved the music. But she said, I'm gonna, I'd like you to rewrite the lyrics because I'm not going to be right here waiting for anybody. <laughs> Classic Barbara Streisand. <laughs> what <line>. a line. <laughs> and... Yeah, I pondered it, you know, I thought, but then I thought, no, this song's like kind of special to me, even though I'm not going to record it. Well, the time it took for me to go through all that, some other people had heard this demo of the song, and they were like, are you stupid? Like, you have to record this song. This is a huge hit. So I sort of reluctantly went in the studio and recorded it and became this worldwide number one song. And to this day, Barbara Streisand and I are still friends. We see each other pretty regularly. She and her husband, Jim, are just the coolest people. And every once in a while, I hug Barbara and I thank her for rejecting my song because it changed my life. Yeah, I mean, uh, we got to thank Barbara Streisand. We certainly it's might crazy, not right? have seen that song. Yeah, or heard that song. Yeah. On the subject of Right Here Waiting, I think I saw an interview with you at some point that the record company that you were with at the time didn't even want you to release it. They said, oh, it doesn't have any drums. It's not going to be a hit. And you went with your own gut and your own intuition, and it was a hit. Yeah, it was actually my first number one single uh, in the first album, which is called Hold On To The Night, that um, I had recorded for the album. And I was really influenced at that time by, you know, Peter Gabriel. And and I, I, wanted, I didn't want to make it a typical sort of power ballad. So it was my record company who said they threatened to not release Hold On To The Night unless I put drums in it earlier and I just refused but they put it out anyway because we we'd have three big hits in a row and it became my first number one single so it, it shows you that record companies often don't know what they're doing <laughs> yeah and it also shows you that uh artists when they follow their gut good things happen a lot of the time like in that exactly. case uh, so we're just about out of time. I just have one more quick question for you. I always like at the, asking this at the end of interviews uh, for folks that are going to the concert, the Bloomsburg Fairgrounds, Monday, September 25th. What can folks expect at a Richard Marks show? Well, for you guys, for the show I'm doing with you, I'm only going to, the entire night is going to be songs that uh, no one's ever heard that were not good enough to actually be on the album. What? No, I'm totally. Oh, I was going to say it's nothing. It's nothing. It's nothing. It's pretty much nothing but the hits. Um, I I wrote all these songs. People ask you, do you get do you get tired of singing "Endless Summer Nights" and "Shit on But No, I wrote those songs. They're like my kids. You know, it's um, it's so fun for me. I'm always thinking about. There are people in the audience that have never seen me live. I want them to go away happy. I know what audiences want. They want the same thing I want when I go to a concert, which is they want songs that they can sing along with that they know. And so my show is 90% the greatest hits and a couple of newer songs just to kind of let people know what I'm up to now. Awesome. Well, it's I like know. A, it's like a big party. Kyle, it's like a big party. It's so much fun. I hope people show up. It's going to be a blast. Yeah, absolutely. And I know people will show up here in central Pennsylvania. Um, we had a ticket winner yesterday that said, oh, my goodness, I haven't seen him live since he was at the Kirby Center years ago. I'm so excited he's coming back to central Pennsylvania. Oh, uh, that's awesome. Thanks so much for calling in. It was an honor and pleasure to talk to you. And we'll definitely be seeing you on September 25th. My pleasure, Kyle. Take good care, buddy. <laughs>